we just got kicked off the flight because our two-year-old would not put on a mask and we tried. I mean, I'm going to put a video on. And they're sending all of our bags and Adeline's car seat to New York and we're banned off of United Forever because a two-year-old would not put on a mask. So what you're listening to right there is a viral video that shows a family being booted from an American Airlines flight because they're, get this, listen closely, two-year-old daughter refused to keep her face mask on. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's two years old. And I thought I had seen that two and under, well, I guess she's over two. I mean, she's two years old, but she's two plus whatever days and months she is. Uh, come on, a little bit of leniency here. They shipped all of their bags, etc., back to New York. Um, they were setting to fly from Denver into, well, New Jersey, Newark. And they went ahead and sent all their baggage, car seat, the whole nine yards to New Jersey while the passengers were kicked off the plane. This is fucked up on so many levels. First off, they're abandoned in the Denver airport without their car seat, without everything that they need, their bags, etc., with a two-year-old child. And this is on United Airlines. I can't say that enough. United Airlines. You need to know that this was United Airlines. I mean, when does a little ounce of common sense come into play? I'll tell you what, man. I, I sat on planes. I've done two trips here in the not-too-distant past. I've gone to um, Nashville and Florida. And both times I would see the flight attendants and when they were chilling out in their little front little area of the plane where they drink their coffee and all the bullshit, uh, they would have their mask off. They'd be standing up there and they'd be un under the guise of, you know, having conversation with each other face to face within a very, very close proximity and, uh, you know, sipping on their coffee or water, whatever was going on. But to crack down on these people, they were obviously trying to put the mask over the two year old's face. The two-year-old was just crying and pushing it away, didn't want the mask over its face, and which is totally understandable. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, what kid wants to wear this? Some kids are very compliant to this, and they go along with it, but, you know, there are just some kids that will not want to put that mask on, and it's, I don't know, to kick the whole family off a of flight, permanently ban them off of United Airlines, um, man, that's just a rough spot to be in. There's got to be some common sense. It's not like, it's not like, well, and here we go again. You don't know what happened before the camera was rolling. You don't know if the parents are being assholes and uh, saying, oh, our daughter's too young. She's not going to wear a mask. You know, it, you always have that question of what was going on before the camera started rolling. Because obviously, uh, once the camera is rolling, it's going to, you know, display the perspective that the parent wants you to see. So what happened before that? I don't know. But man, it's a messed up situation. Orban, the child's mother, said on Instagram that they had previously flown with their daughter four times already since the pandemic without ever having an issue. Um, she also noted that, and this is a valid point, that the World Health Organization advises that children age five years and under should not be required to wear a mask. Uh, United Airlines said in a statement um, that the carrier's mask policy includes children as young as two. 
And their quote was, the health and safety of our employees and customers is our highest priority, which is why we have a multi-layered set of policies, including mandating that everyone on board two and older wears a mask. Uh, and also in here it states that in something that wasn't caught on the video, uh, when the parents were entering the plane, they were asked by a flight attendant how old the child was, and the parents responded two years old and was given the face mask by the airline. So apparently the parents were uh, planning on getting on the plane without any mask for the kid period which is one of those things where why didn't they just say that the kids one one and a half one and nine months one and 11 months they knew what the policy was the kid doesn't have any id you know just say yeah she's one year 11 months and 29 days we're going to new york to celebrate her birthday and just leave it at that and they would have been fine but they weren't. I wonder if they were trying to get some attention. You know what I mean? It seemed like it was something that could have been somewhat easy. I, come on. Everybody listening to this show has snuck their friggin' what what is the age range for Disneyland for getting in children free? Yeah. Yeah. We all know that we all know those family members, those friends that sneak their kids into Disneyland. Their feet are hanging off the side of the stroller, dragging on the ground. They're like nine years old, and you're trying to tell the cast member that they're four or five or whatever that age is. It happens all the time. Um, I don't see why the parents could have done that in this situation, too. We know those people. In fact, some of the people listening to this are probably those people, the people that sneak their kids into Disneyland, feet dragging. You know, they can ride Indiana Jones, but they're too young to pay for admission. We know those people. Same people that their parents are sneaking in alcohol in their uh, tumblers on the way in. Yeah. Well, folks. It's official. The end of my road. Well, I don't think it's that extreme, but I'll tell you what. I can't smell shit. Literally, I took a shit. Couldn't smell shit. Can't taste anything. Everything's gone. Missy was making food this morning. She burnt a tortilla. Guess who didn't know? This guy. As I sit in the garage here and I just lit up a nice wood fire. And guess who cannot smell that fire? That's right. This guy. You know, I was on uh, Facebook this morning and I saw Mr. Phillips, John Phillips. Um, many of you guys are familiar with him. He uh, ran for vice president on the ticket with, jeez, uh, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, anyways, he was on the show before. Super nice guy, John Phillips. And he was uh, the whole con the controversy of... Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, et cetera, came up. So this is my proposal, okay? Because we all play this game of can you say Merry Christmas, should you say Happy Holidays, all that other kind of stuff. I think in our personal reactions with one another, I think we just stick to whatever we believe or vaguely believe, whatever. So in other words, if you identify with Christmas, say Merry Christmas, okay? That's that's your identifier. That's who you are. That's what you choose. If you're Jewish, you say Happy Hanukkah. If you're African-American and you want to say Happy Kwanzaa or is it Happy Kwanzaa? I'm not sure. But anyways, I don't understand why everybody has to get so offended over this shit, all right? First off, we shouldn't be in a position where we're trying to judge which holiday greeting the people we encounter with in our life, which, which proper holiday greeting to give them. Just say what you identify it with. You know what I mean? For me, it's Merry Christmas. That's why I identify with. And if somebody, I should be able to just say Merry Christmas. And if the person answers back with, uh, you know, 
happy Hanukkah. I'm not offended. Neither should anybody else be. If they respond back with happy Kwanzaa or, or, or whatever that greeting is or whatever your religious belief or whatever you want to do. I think it should be one thing. I don't think it should be something that we dictate to try to guess who we're talking to and what their holiday preference is, you know, and because the whole discussion came up and, and it said something like there's there's 14 different religious holidays between December 1st and December 31st, something like that. OK, so the term um, happy holidays is just to not offend anyone, but nobody should be offended. Just say what you identify as Merry Christmas and somebody answers back with something else there in a story. I mean, are you really going to get offended if somebody comes back and you says happy Hanukkah or happy whatever or marry this or marry that? Nah, I think we're past that. But I think we just need to be able to say what you identify with, accept what somebody else identifies with, smile, do the greeting, be on your way and it's end of story. Now it gets a little trickier if you're on the corporate, you know, side of things and you want to put stuff on your cups and you know, then I can see like the Starbucks with the happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. I can see that so they're not offensive by the printing on their cups. I totally understand that. But I'm just talking about in our relationship daily interaction with people, say what you believe in and call it a day. And if somebody's getting offended over that, uh, you know what? Go fuck yourself. And you know who's another guy that needs to go fuck himself? <laughs> For real. Okay. Tell me this doesn't set up red flags. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. Okay. This is the guy behind the vaccine that's headed out on air, airplanes all across this country being delivered to 630 different locations across this country, right? The vaccine is out. It's going to save the, it's going to save and, and uh, divert us from the end of humanity, the vaccine. So uh, who should have the most faith in this vaccine? Well, I would think that the president of the company that develops a vaccine would have the utmost confidence in his product. Well, now tell me this isn't a red flag. Let me read this article real quick. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla hasn't received his company's COVID-19 vaccine shot yet. Saying Monday, he and other executives will not, and I quote, cut the line as U.S. officials kick off a massive effort to distribute the vaccine across the country. <laughs> now, okay, am I being paranoid? Am I being tinfoil hat thinking that if this guy won't take his vaccine, cut the line. Give, give me a freaking break. That is the lamest excuse I've ever seen. He, he and the other C, CFO, CEOs, whatever, executive board don't want to cut the line, and that's why they're not taking the vaccine? Does anybody else smell a very strong, strong, strong scent of bullshit? I mean, I can smell the bullshit and I can't smell shit right now. You know what I mean? But I can smell the bullshit all over this. If this guy isn't even willing to take the vaccine. Now, it doesn't say, okay, so when is his spot in line? When is he going to actually take it? I mean, if this is the guy that's responsible for developing this and he hasn't taken the vaccine yet, I mean, come on. If he had a grand slam, no potential side effects, you know, 100% safe thing, wouldn't he be taking the vaccine? I mean, if you own the company, wouldn't you take the vaccine that you're distributing to all of America? If you didn't take the vaccine, which this guy is not, doesn't that send out some very, very, very serious red flags that something's going on with this vaccine? 
I mean, for fuck's sake, people, there was three people that had this vaccine and they developed Bell's palsy. So I don't know how cool you are with having half of your face go paralyzed and slurring your speech. Uh, actually, that sounds like uh, the, the state I was in in Nashville. But I, Bell palsy, are you really? Oh, uh-huh, man, I don't know. I am so conflicted about this vaccine. Like, I want to believe that there's not some mass conspiracy. They're not injecting me with some alien semen or some other nonsense. I want to believe that this is a safe vaccine and I should take it and be on my way. But I, but at the same time, since I'm already COVID-19 positive, yeah, now I definitely, I don't know if I want to take this vaccine. I already got, I've already got the, uh, you know, the, the vid, the, you know, the lack of smell, the lack of taste. I've already got it all. So why do I necessarily need the vaccine? And I know people are talking about, oh, you could get it again and all this other kind of stuff. I don't I haven't seen enough data about people re-getting this. I mean, first off, I I'm positive. Missy's been positive before when this first started. She didn't get it from me, you know, and she had it what, four or five months ago? So how long are you immune to this thing? I'll tell you what. I'm not going to be rushing out the door to take this vaccine if I ever do. That's 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 for certain. But I'm definitely, I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to work through what I got going on right now. And I'm going to wait. If I do take it, I'm going to wait a good five, six months, something like that before I, you know, I want to see what's going on. I want to see what's going on. If everybody's bell palsy walking around like the walking dead slurring their speech. Yeah, I'm not going to take that vaccine, but I'm definitely not rushing out to take this in a hurry. Um, Also in the news this morning, they did, they administered the first shot and, uh, you know, it's the game has begun. I haven't seen the news stories yet of them having problems with the transportation and keeping it refrigerated yet, but I'm assuming that those stories will be coming by the end of the week because this drug is very complicated on how it has to be transported, the temperature it has to be kept at, and all that kind of nonsense, and there's going to be problems. It's just a matter of time. I assume that we will be seeing some of those stories by the end of the week. Get on your knees. Get on your knees. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, you got to get that guy. What's wrong is you try to steal a car, but your buddy stole the car. I didn't try to steal anything. What are you talking about? Okay. I didn't touch anything, dude. Hey. Way back. <laughs> now, if you don't know what the fuck you're listening to, let me explain a little bit right here. So Riverside PD decided to do something a little bit different. What they have done is in their shoplifting program, they have posted up a Santa undercover officer and an elf undercover officer in front of Target and Riverside to take down uh, shoplifters. And so in the video that was going on right there, what happened was uh, two of these guys, one of the guys actually stole a vehicle in the parking lot and uh, they caught the buddy that was there with him. And uh, you you see the elf with a gun drawn on the guy and then Santa hauling ass across the parking lot and tackling another guy. It's really some funny shit. Um, they're calling this there. Let me see. Uh, I just saw it here somewhere. Um... The department says its holiday shoplifting enforcement program has been dubbed, wait for it, Santa's Intervention. Uh, so, you know, be on the lookout. If you're wanting to go out there and uh, shoplift at Target or steal some cars or something else, uh, you know, look out for Santa and his elf because they're packing heat and they're coming for your ass. 
So another uh, COVID-related incidents and news. Uh, you know, this study just came out in Los Angeles, and it's a first-of-its-kind analyst of people that are, are who is testing positive for COVID-19 in the L.A. County. And this new report shows, guess what the occupation is that is testing the most positive for COVID-19? Is it first responders? Is it uh, grocery store clerks? Or who is it that's testing the most positive for COVID-19? And surprisingly, it is construction workers. Los Angeles shows that the occupation that appears to be getting infected at the highest rate is construction work. More than healthcare, supermarket work, and first responders who come in contact with a lot more people every day. Um, the construction workers appear to be getting infected with COVID-19 the most. And why is that? Well, let's see. I was in Nashville, and they're doing a ton of construction in Nashville. They're building apartments all over that city, high-rise apartments. There's a lot of construction going on. Most of the people that I saw walking on the street were wearing masks. Okay, in downtown on Broadway, etc. Most people around the city of Nashville were wearing masks. You know who wasn't wearing masks? Not all, but I'd say at least 50%. 50% of the construction workers are standing out on the street, no masks, no nothing, just doing their job. So I'm assuming that's probably the same mentality in Los Angeles, etc. So that brings up the whole question. Are the masks effective? Are they working? I don't know. It's a good freaking question, but it is odd that construction workers who seem like a group of people that are pretty much isolated to the people they work with every day. They don't have like a lot of interaction with the public other than going to Home Depot, Lowe's, etc. But they're kind of isolated and working with the same team every day. Yet their segment of the population is the fastest growing number of positive COVID cases. It's just interesting to see that. It's not something that I would have expected. I would have expected first responders, uh, maybe people at supermarkets. But I think the difference is, is the PPE, the personal pr protective gear that people are wearing at these other occupations. You know, if you're a healthcare worker, if you're a first responder, uh, you're masked up, you're wearing gloves, you're taking precautions. And I just think in the construction industry as a whole, uh, that's one segment where they're not as preventative in their precautionary measures uh, to avoid getting COVID-19. So construction workers, if you're out there doing construction, take care of yourself, wear a mask. Yeah, you know, everybody's debating about the whole mask thing. In Nashville, uh, you're required to wear a mask. I wore a mask most of the time. If I was on the street walking and nobody was around me, I'd pop it down because wearing a mask sucks. But uh, for the most part, inside, walking in through restaurants, everything I ever, I was wearing a mask. And, you know, we were in the vicinity of a lot of people, but in Nashville, they weren't putting us on top of each other. So there was the, you know, the six foot distance did apply. Uh, it probably more so more eight, more than like eight feet or something like that. Um, the servers were all wearing masks, et cetera. And, you know, proof is in the pudding, even being in those situations where you're around a lot of people, um, the people that went with me tested negative for COVID when they got back. So I believe there is some truth to that. There is some, you know, distancing, some masking that does help prevent this spread of COVID-19. In my situation specifically, um, I was working on a project uh, and I was around somebody that I had been around during this whole shutdown process. And so, you know, you get in the, that, that, that lackadaisical mindset of, um, 
I'm already comfortable with these people because I've been working with them this whole time. And so, no, I wasn't wearing a mask. And we weren't on top of each other, but um, the gentleman that I believe that I could have con- uh, you know, contracted COVID-19 from, he did work you know, about five feet away from me, and we were in constant contact, conversation, all that kind of stuff. And I got it. So, you know, I'll never know exactly where I got it. And maybe that's me just psychologically saying that I got it from doing this and not from traveling to Nashville. Maybe I did get it in Nashville. Who knows? I'll never know the answer to that. But at the same time, um, you know, PPE, does it work? Does it not work? I think it, it has to work something. I mean, if you look at the CDC numbers of everything that's going on right now regarding the flu, our flu numbers are non-existent. Which makes me think, are some of our flu numbers getting counted as COVID? What's going on with that? But right now, the CDC is recording. I think I saw something, and I don't know if it was for the day or what, uh, or if it was for a week. But they're talking about 40 nationwide flu cases. 40. Even if that's just for one day. I mean, a normal flu season for us, what? 3 million people are infected with the flu, and they're talking about 40 even if it was just the number for one day that I was reading, and, and I don't know the exact number that I was reading, but 40, 40 is a number that shouldn't pop up at all when we're used to having a 3 million plus person flu season. So, you know, something's working, I guess, how it's working, or if the numbers are just getting transferred to COVID, I have no idea. But, you know, anyways, if you're a construction worker, take care of yourself because you'd be, you could be coming home with the vid. The COVID-19. And just so I don't sound like an idiot, I'm actually pulling up those flu numbers. And basically, these numbers are from September 27th, 2020. This is on the cdc.gov website. And the number of positive specimens, remember, uh, okay, for the week, the 49th week was 40. All right, so that number 40 that I was talking about was for uh, a one-week period. The cumulative number since September 27th, 2020 Uh, regarding positive flu cases in the United States is 496, which is relatively nothing, okay? Nothing. I think they're predicting a flu season. I just saw that article where they're predicting a flu season of like 38 million. So something's going on with those numbers. Either those numbers are getting uh, put in the COVID-19 pile or something, or all of our preventative measures are keeping everybody from, you know, spreading the flu. But whatever, those numbers are extremely, extremely, extremely low. And I validated it myself. See, here I am being responsible and not just pulling numbers out my ass. So the next pay-per-view fight, uh, big one coming up, is going to be Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why I so want to see Logan Paul get his ass beat, which I think is definitely going to happen in this uh, fight with Mayweather. Uh, There was a video that was just released this week where Logan Paul was sparring with a UFC fighter, and Logan Paul has full-on headgear and everything. That UFC fighter got him really good with a right hand, right to the jaw, and just knocked him out cold. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in this Floyd Mayweather fight. Uh, Check this out, though. The earnings of this has been reported already. And Logan Paul, he is taking $200,000 and 5% of pay-per-view sales. Now, okay, that's probably not a, a, a bad amount of money. But Mayweather is getting $5 million up front and 50% of pay-per-view sales. So 
<laughs> it looks like Mayweather's going to really make out. He's already won this fight before it's ever happened. But if this Logan Paul actually thinks he has a shot against a real fighter like Floyd Mayweather, well, I'll be tuning in to watch him get knocked on his freaking ass. Well, that's all I have for you out there today. I'm going to sit back, relax, try to go over this COVID-19. I have another test tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's too soon to get a negative, but I'm going to take the test anyways. Hopefully it comes out negative and I can, uh, you know, proceed with life, I guess you could say. Anyways, be safe. Talk to you guys soon. Later. This is Jake with Radio Underland.